0: In the shadowy depths of the Amazon River, a tiny monster, veiled in murky water, searches for its sanguine feast. The Kandiru fish is a creature that has both intrigued and instilled dread in those who venture into its domain. Like the cloudy water that it calls home, myths and legends conceal the truth behind this fish's hunting behaviors. But sometimes cultural whispers shroud nature in an aura of unease in life, death, and taxonomy. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy. It's your 30 minutes of interesting animal information. I am Joe.
1: And I am Carlos.
0: Thank you to Cassie for the creation of our theme song. To hear more of Cassie's music, please search Cassie Michelle on YouTube or Spotify.
1: And thank you to Johanna for the creation of this week's artwork. To check that out, you can visit us at our home on the web at ldtaxonomy.com. And a very special thank you to our patrons, to Jesse Raspolich, Carol Raspolich, Richard Kaspar, Lottie, Aubrey, and Gray Hughes. Thank you so much for your support. It's greatly appreciated. Thanks for helping us keep the lights on.
0: Uh, Gray Hughes weighed in on our um, debate. Uh, I
1: saw that. Did you see that? Yeah, he's uh, he, he has something to say about the Zebra Cakes versus uh, Cosmic Brownies debate. But uh, it seems that he's a Zebra Cake fan. He would be on that. that's he, that side of the of the little Debbie spectrum.
0: He was like he though he he did say that the the cosmic brownie has merits.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see how the taste test went. Said he was going to do a taste test. So um. he
0: said he says okay. I think I've been sleeping on zebra cakes. Cosmic brownies are just more ubiquitous.
1: Oh, did I miss an, a follow up? Uh, yes. Oh, I've, I missed a follow up uh, on, on that. Okay, so he's definitely zebra cakes. It's too it's too fluffy for me. I need something I, r- rich, uh, and that's what the comic, cosmic brownies deliver directly into my bloodstream. Uh, but after two holidays back to back, which happens every year, Christmas and New Year's, of just cookies and canned and chalk so much chocolate, so many cookies, so much cake. I love it, um, but also I can't even imagine right now eating a little Debbie anything. my My blood sugars were way too high.
0: Oh man, yeah, like you know the the holiday apocalypse of sugar has a has occurred.
1: Yeah, and also like everything is so up in the air that I'm not I'm also not working out at all. So it's just the it's just a concoction for me to spend ten days packing on like seven pounds. It feels like. Um so yeah, uh I maybe one day I will do a taste test of the both side by side, but for now I gotta go with cosmic brownies.
0: Okay, yes. Well today we're talking about a vampire that glitters in the sunlight, as if you could outswim it, but more on that later.
1: Is there some sort of swimming element to to Twilight?
0: No, there's a swimming element to this animal.
1: Oh, okay, okay. I don't There's know if a, it was.
0: Uh, it's the the line is as if you could outrun
1: me. Is that what he says?
0: Yeah, it's like the part where he's like, everything about me is inviting. It invites you in. I'm the perfect predator, and it's like everything is about about me is inviting, as if you could outrun me, as if you could fight me off. Like, meaning, they that's it's overkill. They're perfect predators. And uh,
1: that's really... He says that to the girl? That's yeah. really creepy.
0: He's lamenting the monster he is. He's not like... He's not uh, gloating. He's not like Dracula. He's he's saying, like, I'm a monster. Look at all these facts about me.
1: <laughs> he's just looking at the girl he loves and, or is in love with and says, I am so much stronger and faster than you. <laughs>
0: No, well, it's not like if I wanted he, to
1: kill you, I could in a heartbeat.
0: It's in the early stages where the, he's still like, "No, stay away from me. I'm a monster."
1: Uh, yeah, and she she has Padme syndrome where she there's just zero red flags. Yeah. Um. In fact, anyway, red no flags
0: are green flags.
1: <laughs> she's she's red green colorblind and is just looking <laughs> at a bunch of gray flags. <laughs> um. Anyway, people don't want to hear us talk about Twilight, um, or anybody for that matter. Um, uh, We are talking about the Candiru. Uh Uh-huh. Candiru. Um, Also known as the Cañero, the Toothpick Fish, or the Vampire Fish. But we're going to call it here, Nelson Vandella. Mr. Peabody. And fish tick. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay, I was was Uh, hoping I didn't have to explain
0: that. (laughs) I have to issue a warning that this is going to get blue, but we are going to use the proper scientific terminology. We're not going to say potty words. uh, And uh, B... There's that warning. There's also the warning of, like, this could give you the heebie-jeebies. But, uh, again, the reality is a little... Well, you'll see. It's not, The reality is that so. nature
1: is not G-rated and never has been.
0: Fair enough. Yes, very true.
1: Let's taxonomize so, this boy. Let's do that. Uh, it's in the kingdom you know, love enter in, and of course that's Animalia. The phylum is Chordata. It's a fish. The class is Actinopterygii, so it's a bony fish. I'm just gonna let that one just sit there. Um, the order is Siluriformes, which is catfish. Mm. Um, the f- uh, family is Try. Oh wait, let's try this one. Trycomitereidae. Yeah, trichomic pteridae, which is a uh, pencil or car- parasitic catfish. So I think you know where we're going with this one. Uh, I'm not making another Ayn Rand, Ayn Rand joke. Uh, the, g- the genus is Vandela, and the species is Cirrosa. Vandela Cirrosa is the uh, binomial nomenclature, possibly one of the most uh, m- melodic um, sounding binomial names we've done in a while it just sounds like like andrea bocelli vandella Sarosa, <laughs> you know it's just that's the
0: cellar door
1: cellar door um but since we're in the business of naming things it's time for my favorite part of the show uh, nitty-gritty nomenclature because it's fish and fish form schools and shoals um but We've got Vandella Serosa. This is the part of the show where I ask you, Joe, a question. And that question is, What is the English translation for the binomial nomenclature? Vandella Serosa? What does that mean? Does that mean... A. Noble warrior with tentacles. B. Mobile scaly heart. C. River blood feast. Or D... Scarred fins with music.
0: I'm gonna do the la- the music one. Final answer.
1: Scarred fins with music. Yeah, that is incorrect. Uh, it is the one that I was I threw in there at the end because I figured that uh my the real one would stand out like a sore thumb because the real one is noble warrior with tentacles. It is. They're Vandella also is it non uh, sequitur Is it non uh Yeah, it doesn't make sense that it's uh, tentacles. Maybe because it looks like it is a tentacle when it's doing its thing, um, but uh, that is apparently what cirrosa means. Um, which huh. I, I'm, I, and so I I actually put in scarred fins because cirrhosis, cirrhosis? is scarring um and it's spelled like cirrhosis but no it means tentacles um or having tentacles is what it means. so it's it's a it's a um it's an adjective um and vandela is old, old German van being warrior like Vanguard and then della um being noble so there's a bit of a linguistics etymology lesson. I always love those. Hmm. Um, and also, it's the genus is Vandella, which is why I called it Nelson Vandella. I could not think of a way to tie the man Nelson Vandela, to this. Um, there's very little that those two uh, of God's creatures have in, in common. Um, so I just had to I had to do the pun on the name. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I'm not saying that Nelson, Nelson Mandela. Is a parasitic catfish, or was? <laughs> That's good. Um, let's talk about what this guy looks like. Uh, he's South African. No, I'm just kidding. Um, he uh, the the Kendiru catfish looks like a tiny silver minnow. In fact, it would be indistinguishable from a minnow if you saw it in the water. Um, it has a thin, snake-like body, large eyes, transparent fins, uh, a silvery stomach that swells like a tick's—not quite as bad as a tick. We have—we've been getting a lot of ticks on our dogs recently. There must be a nest in our backyard, and I've had to pull some engorged ticks off of the dogs, hmm. and it's nasty. I can't believe how big they can balloon up. Um, it is, yeah. Ugh. Anyway the, the candiru swells up like a tick um, when its stomach is full which is why I called it a fish tick uh, it and that kind of gives it this like sardine strap to its belly look <laughs> it looks like it just looks like this big this silver pouch. Um, so if you're picturing a transparent minnow with a silver pouch on its belly, you are picturing the candiru catfish. Um, but it is is—it is very small. Like I said, looks like a minnow. It's not its not like your normal, like, you know, meaty catfish. So, how big is it, Joe?
0: Well, it's time for the Beloved Measure Up segment, the official listener's favorite part of the show, the part of the show when we present the animal size and dimensions in relatable terms to a quiz that's fun for the whole family. It's also part of the show that's introduced by you and it- when you send an audio yourself saying sing or bubbling the words measure up into ldtaxonomy at gmail.com, we don't have a new measure up intro this week. You know what? I think the next time we let's we should do this year another vote to give like some other segments a chance to be the listener's favorite part of the show. And I think we should do it exclusively on Patreon. But. We found I mean, we have found out. Gray Hughes was a was an early adopter of um, jumping in and hanging out in the free zone, which is totally fine. It's totally fun. Um, mm-hmm. And then when you feel like you'd like to throw in some cash and make it rain, that would be that's also great. But you don't have to. So if you don't want to pay a dime, but you still want to hang out, check out the free option on Patreon. And then maybe later in the year, if we get enough people, we'll do a vote.
1: Yeah, right now we would be doing a vote for, you know, not a ton of people.
0: (laughs) Eight, eight people.
1: Um, But, yeah, if we get a bunch of people in there, we can, uh, you can help us create the show you want to hear. Be the change you want to see in the show.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And it would be good to like be able to like ask the Patreon people questions of about what they like and what they don't like and what they want to change and what they don't want to
1: change. Yeah, because at the moment it's family members that are telling me what they like and don't like.
0: And so, and like a couple others. Oh, you mean yeah. like, um, like they're too in nice though? <laughs> like just coming up to, you. I see. They're,
1: they're they're like, oh, I love this, I love this, and my like. My, my uncle will come up and be like, you guys banter about video games for too long. It's like, all right, all right. Yeah,
0: we got to save that for the uh, for the warm-up. All right. Yep. Since we don't have, a, don't have a new measure up intro, we get to hear from a, a fish.
1: Oh, wow. Without further ado. Wait, wait. I want to try and guess this. And if I guess this, uh, nitty-gritty nomenclature becomes instantly the listener's favorite part of the show. No, I don't um, think
0: so, but... Uh, well then, I'll have to spend time finding a more obscure fish. <laughs> uh, without further ado, that is it Nemo? F-
1: I'm just gonna. Un- favorite
0: guess. part of the show.
1: Yes! Hey, I just got my license. Hey, I'm getting mine next. Hey, I doubt it. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's oh, re-
0: clearly.
1: Random, random fish from SpongeBob. Yeah, just like a ta- towns, towns, bi- bikini bottom towns person, towns fish.
0: It is random b- b- bikini bottom towns fish. That one sounds like it was played by bi- Mister Krabs plankton.
1: or plankton. Oh, sounds like yeah plankton. yeah, plankton. Sounds like it was yeah, because Mister Krabs is played by a uh, Clancy Brown. Uh yeah, so I thought you. Were, if I was going to pick random Bikini Bottom town's fish, quote, personally, I would go with the guy who loves chocolate. Seen that episode? I
0: think we've done that.
1: I can't. I don't think we have.
0: Or we might have done. Where's my drink?
1: Oh, maybe we've done that. As uh, like the sardines or something.
0: But yeah. Okay. Let's get into it. Let's talk about length. They're 17 centimeters or 7 inches. Is that right? I'll say it's all right. That is How pretty long. can Diru go into the diameter of Uranus? Since we're blue, let's oh. be a blue planet. Oh. <laughs> My heart. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually like whitish blue, very light blue. Yeah, it's blue.
1: All right, I'm gonna be a grown up and just push on. Yes. Forward with the segment.
0: It's a shame because it is a striking planet. It is a good, uh, like there's even like real pictures of it with its rings in the distance, and it looks it's a striking planet.
1: Well, all the other planets they don't strike me at all, but this one. No. It's very. it strikes so oh, yeah. hard. Um, it's like Seventeen
0: centimeters about six, seven inches.
1: Yeah, it is a bump like I don't I don't know what they were thinking when they named it. Um I like Futurama's version that they renamed it to a little better. Um Uranus. But, yeah, there you there you go. Uh at least name it something I mean, I guess it's all named after um, Roman gods, so pick a different Uranus.
0: one. Uranus. Uranus, it could be. Uranus. Why is it you? It's Uranus.
1: That's true. Um, So what was the question again? I, you, when you said the name of the planet, all information in my brain uh, turned to static.
0: How many Diru go into the diameter of Uranus?
1: Got it. Okay. I like Uranus. That sounds like uh, something that, doc, like an a, a, an entity that Doctor Strange would fight. Yes. Um, it's Dormammu and Uranus. The diameter, goodness. Um, if I remember my mat when i was eight years old well enough with all the planets on it and their size comparisons which is what i usually go to when i think of the sizes of planets because it's what i looked at the most um it is definitely smaller than saturn by qu- by quite a bit but not too much ...but bigger than Mars and Earth and Venus. Not that that helps, because I don't know the di- diameter of any of those planets either. Um, so relative size isn't really going to help me. <laughs> I'm going to go with... ...100,000 miles.
0: Well, here's a hint... Uh, Uranus is the third largest planet in the solar system. It is a gas giant but since it's primarily made up of ice it's new category is ice giant along with Neptune. Ice giant like what Loki is.
1: Yeah. It should have named it whatever the ice giant king's name was. I forgot his name. Um, okay. So I'm still going with 100,000 miles. It's 528 Million feet or 6.3 billion inches divided by seven brings us to 905 million kendiru catfish going to the diameter of Uranus, <laughs> the Egyptian god of sleep. Final answer? Yes.
0: The correct answer is two two hundred and eighty seven million.
1: Oh, what a wee planet.
0: Uranus is fifty one thousand kilometers or thirty one thousand miles in diameter.
1: Is that just the ice part or the gas part as well?
0: Uh huh. <laughs> okay. I think it's the whole thing. <laughs> Okay, including the atmosphere, yeah. I don't know, like, because these ice, these um, gas giants are like, we don't even know if there's like a solid core in like something like, they seem
1: to know that there's a solid core made of ice. We
0: think for we think there is, it makes sense. Uh, I mean, it could just be
1: rock if you're just guessing. No matter how cold rock gets, it's just rock. Doesn't mean there's water. Thirty-one
0: thousand miles in diameter, about four times the size of Earth. Yeah, makes sense.
1: Oh, so Um, it's just like eight thousand.
0: Yeah, your Earth is little, a little blue marble.
1: Yeah, a little, little pale blue dot.
0: Let's talk width. They are three point five millimeters, or zero point one three inches. In width. So, how many candiru widths go into the height of the Morici palm tree?
1: Morici. I I prefer less Ricci. <laughs> um. Uh, here's is that the, the super palm. tall one that's like lining the Beverly Hills or whatever.
0: Here's a hint: the Morici palm or mariti is a tree that grows around the Amazon River and in swamplands. It bears a scaled uh, maroon fruit that is popular as an ingredient in alcoholic beverages. Since it's like a denizen of swamplands, I would imagine it can't... Although palm trees can get pretty tall with not very deep roots. Because they have like wide roots I don't know (laughs) but I would imagine trees in swamplands can't get that tall and heavy because the soil is so soft
1: yeah but the rainforest is all about competing for sunlight they have to be tall
0: but the rainforest rains doesn't necessarily mean it's all swamp
1: true palm trees can get very tall
0: you got to look up a picture of the Marichi palm fruit. It's very interesting looking.
1: Um, okay. I'm going to go with 40 feet. Seems kind of standard for like a mid sized tree. 3,700, um, candiru fish wits going <laughs> to the height of this, uh, of this palm tree. So if you if you put all their cheeks together and stacked them up, mm-hmm. cheek to cheek, dancing cheek to cheek. <laughs>
0: final final answer. Yeah. The correct answer is ten thousand two hundred and ninety four candyru widths.
1: Boy, that's like a hundred foot tree, huh? Uh, One hundred
0: and fourteen or thirty five meters.
1: That's a tall tree.
0: It is a tall tree.
1: That is like the ones that are uh, those really tall ones that you see in every depiction of Hollywood ever.
0: Yeah. Um, That might be the upper, upper end of average, though. But that's all I got. All and right. Yeah, I have a much embattled time you've had. You have been much embattled this measure up time.
1: That's true. Yes, you got you went astronomical with it, which meant I had almost no chance. Yeah, because um, there's just so many, so many l- very, very, very large measurements. Can't keep them all in my head. Um, I have very few fast facts because most of the information is uh, centered around the major facts. So we will just leave it at where they live. They like. To hang out in the Amazon River and the uh, uh, Orinoco River uh, which are two very large rivers in South America in case you hadn't heard um, and all of their tributaries they um, m- most of their population is in the uh, Amazon River Basin which is a large section of the Amazon rainforest in the center of South America um, which includes the countries of brazil bolivia colombia ecuador and peru um do you know the orinoco river is 1400 miles long that's one of the longest rivers in the world and i bet you huh. nobody i i mean i didn't know i, I couldn't have named it before doing the research on this, it's just like, oh, there's the Mississippi, there's the Nile, the Yangtze, and the Amazon. Like, are there other rivers? Who cares? But it's like the Orinoco is, is like second, <laughs> second longest. Huh. Yeah, uh, I would not have known that. No, maybe third. I think it's, or maybe it, it, it might be first in terms of just sheer water volume, but it's up there. Um, and I'm going to leave it at that because, uh, I think the major fact is major enough to carry its own.
0: Okay. Yeah. And also you wouldn't know by looking at it that it is a catfish. It just doesn't even look like one.
1: It looks like a minnow.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm calling this major fact swimming upstream.
1: Good choice Mm. of words. Hmm.
0: Okay, get get prepared for it to get weird. Um,
1: get excited! Get excited! It's gonna get weird.
0: Yeah, um, the candiru is a is called a vampire fish because it is parasitic. In fact, you might be expecting it, but it is hematophagous. Hematophagous.
1: I'm always hematophagous. Ex- I'm always expecting hematophagia.
0: <laughs> yeah. Never be surprised by hematophagia. Never like, am. Like Jonathan Harker was. Um, which means that they consume blood for sustenance, like a vampire bat. There's a book with that I was looking at with this fish in it called, oh, what do they call it? Dark Banquet.
1: Uh, <laughs> what? What?
0: It's called Dark Banquet Blood and the Curious Lives of Blood Feeding Creatures. And it's all about like leeches and bats and stuff like that. But Love isn't it. that so like intense? That's uh,
1: That is definitely a book I need on my mantle.
0: It would be immediately. a fun book to put out for Halloween on your coffee table.
1: Yeah. Um, or just a bowl full of these guys.
0: Yeah. Um so they find suitable a suitable host fish, and swim into into its gill chamber. Once the fish finds its way into the gill chamber, it backs its backwards facing spines, lock it in place. Then it will bite the fish's aorta artery, uh, and become engorged with blood within a few minutes. Uh, like, in it can it can be full in almost. 30 seconds but sometimes it takes up to a little more than two minutes so if you're fishing in the amazon these nasty little guys might be dropping out of your catches when you get them on the boat and then the fish get blood all over all over your boat and it's it's gross um, but that is not that is not the extent of the horror that this fish uh, is known for whether or not all right, let's talk about something that's a little dubious. Okay, so the candiru is also the subject of a horrifying rumor about attacks on humans. It is tiny. How bad could it be? Well, here we go. It has been presumed, uh, but unconfirmed, that the fish is attracted to urea or some other chemical that is present in both fish gills and human urine. Because the fish is attracted to something that is also present in human urine? There are stories that they travel up human urethras. And I won't define that word. You will just have to know what it is. Um, So cases of Kandiru attacks on humans date back to 1826. Native people and foreigners working in Kandiru territory mostly report second-hand accounts of the fish swimming up and lodging in both male and female orifices Uh, but Mm. many of these accounts are speculative Uh, like as in a case where a doctor is examining patients that speak another language and assuming that they have been attacked by the candiro based on what they're observing even though the patients aren't even telling them that that's what happened we're also in piranha territory in this part of the world so some people say a lot of these attacks in these um wounds might be from piranha so uh and which is also just bad luck because that's not very common either um, Getting
1: getting bitten the bits by piranha
0: a piranha yeah okay so that's good to um, know. A first-hand account was reported in 1891 by a naturalist that removed the fish, not from a urethra, but from a woman.
1: Um, Women? Okay, they wondering. have
0: that, oh. <laughs> but it was not that. <laughs> that's, what, that's all I'm going to say. Um, a larger canal, slightly larger canal. Um, this was a first-hand account of him, of him removing it. Uh, so the most famous modern case of, an, of a Kandiru attack, um, attacking a human, comes from Dr. An- Anwar Samad, who published a 1997 paper. Uh, and he kept the cyst- cystoscopic, which is like a little microphone that goes up this particular orifice in the human body. Uh, He kept the footage from that removal And he also has apparently preserved the fish in a jar But in 1999 Marine biologist Stephen Spott Spott S-P-O-T-T-E Spottay He investigated the claims for his book Which is called The Life and Legend of the Bloodsucking Catfish Um, Mm -hmm. and he found some inconsistencies. He didn't like definitively say this is fake, but he said he found some inconsistencies. So Samad said that he removed it, the fish, by snipping off the fish's spines and pulling it out. Um, the video also shows the fish, fish being pulled out backwards, which if the spines are intact, these backward facing spines, it would be impossible to pull it out backwards. But the specimen that that uh, Samad has in a jar has its spines intact, intact. So how could that have happened? And then many of the claims, including this one, say that the fish didn't just, like, the person wasn't just in the water. They were, like, like knee-deep or thigh-deep in the water. And the fish... Jumps out of the water and swims up the urine stream to enter the opening. This is like a popular legend, but that's straight up impossible from a physics perspective. It's not like a full waterfall. you know it's not like it's not like it, salmon jumping up like uh, up a level.
1: The, the, flu- the fluid dynamics do not allow for this.
0: right. Uh, but also experiments. Um, reported in 2001, uh, found that the fish doesn't even really react to smell while hunting at all. Instead, it appears to hunt by sight. It'll just find a fish, look at it, uh, and try to get into its gill compartment. Finally,
1: Mm.
0: on an episode of the Joe Rogan Experience, uh, wildlife biologist Forrest Gallante said that the spines make it so that the only way to remove it is to surgically cut open the human host, which I straight up could not find reported anywhere. I could not find one instance of somebody writing a paper or something about like this happened and we had to do surgery to get it out. Uh, like I cut, think it's cutting conjecture. Um, but, but there are accounts of removal which include flipping the fish around to pull it out front ways and or what um, Saman said he did, which was snip the spines off and then pull it out. Um, I, this,
1: I'm hating this so much.
0: Well, d- don't worry. If you watched the Joe Rogan experience and heard that and were horrified by the fact that he used the word butterfly, it's not real. There's n- has not happened as far as I can tell.
1: Um just the amount of working space you need to do something like, oh there's a fish in there, I need to get another tool in there and snip the spines off and move things around and maybe turn the whole fish. there's there's too much space that has been created for and for this no <laughs> for you to ever that, live a, live a normal life again.
0: That's another um, problem with these claims is that, the average size of these fish is just straight up too large for this to happen. seven
1: um, cent seven inches yeah, that's uh
0: well, seven inches, but what do we say in width? Um, three th-
1: point
0: five po- millimeters
1: point point one three inches
0: We're talking about but, a very small opening. I don't think, yeah, this but is we pass
1: kidney stones, so
0: true, fair enough. um so S- spot concluded his investigation by saying, the chance that you might encounter such an experience with this fish when you're swimming in the Amazon are, quote, about the same as being struck by lightning while simultaneously being eaten by a shark.
1: Um, like hitting a bullet with another bullet while riding a horse blindfolded, as so Scotty would say.
0: I was poking around like forums and stuff and people being like, I went to the Amazon and hung out with some locals, and they straight up laughed at me when I like mentioned this. Like, this is not a thing. Um, we pee in the Amazon River all the time. Uh, yeah. So, like, this.
1: But like, would, why would you? Why would you go in the river? Like, that's where you. That's. That's where you're, you're, you're currently standing. That's where you're fishing and swimming and people downstream. Like, if you're oh. near the, the bank, just water a tree. Like, <laughs> go back up on land and go there. <laughs> I don't understand why people are wading into the water in order to go people, to the bathroom. I, I mean, people do that at the beach all the time. I know, but that's because they are in a situation where they, it, it's, it is, uh, like, they're, they're not urinating into the water. They are already in it and just letting loose. Like uh, the Dimitri Martin joke. There's a big difference between peeing in a pool and peeing into a pool.
0: Yeah, that that is funny because some of these accounts are people peeing into the river.
1: Yeah, they're in knee knee high or, or thigh high water. It's like uh you need to be in waist high water. Uh and then it's just like okay, nobody knows. But if you're in a situation where it's like you're with your you're with your bros, uh just water a tree. Don't don't even take this chance that maybe not this fish. But something could make its way. <laughs> uh, um, I,
0: when I started doing the research for this, I was thinking, like, did we do this already? Because I remember this, f- like, myth. But remember we talked about the paku fish
1: yeah, I in the
0: Amazon the River fish. that also is a similar, not swimming up, but biting Um and the the rumor in that case too is they're attracted to urea. You shouldn't pee in the Amazon because they'll come to you, but it's just not it's not
1: real. Um, but the, the paku fish has like people molars teeth. for teeth. Yes. Yeah. it's, just, <laughs> it's, a, it's a, that that's the weird part. Um, yeah, I I even I knew about this myth. Um, and when I mentioned it to Bibby, she was like, "Oh yeah, that fish." <laughs> Um, so it's it's a pretty well known one, I think. Uh, I mean, because are, it, because it's just like it's just so disturbing. Yeah. That like and
0: it's not like one of those things where it's like uh, one story on Reddit started this whole thing. Like there are there are like accounts dating back to the early eighteen hundreds that this has been happening, but they're all very dubious claims, and it's not as if like. I think these people might have had something happen to them because the Amazon river is not a place where there are no dangerous critters. There's definitely some dangerous critters there. So lots of stuff could be like wounding people.
1: Yes. I, I made the mistake of looking up the largest kidney stone. (laughs) Five inches.
0: Well, was it surgically removed? Yeah,
1: I'm trying to find one that was passed because there's no way he passed that. Um, Let's see was. Unless it was a woman, just gave
0: birth. No, it was a a guy,
1: and it was surgically removed. Uh, I'm seeing reports of like that's like
0: bigger than your kidney.
1: A nine millimeter stone, so it's it's a it's a Glock yeah i mean i'm seeing no that's not see these people there's a difference between one that's cut out from you and one that you pass but um oh i'm seeing nine millimeters about
0: the maximum size of a kidney although kidneys are very like stretchy and can expand
1: yeah everyone is talking about just this uh this massive disgust it's and there's so many pictures of it. so nasty um yeah, but I—I I mean, I'm not—I don't necessarily think it's impossible for something the width of—that's 0.13 inches wide—to like um, f- 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 to to fit, but to like burrow, slip in by accident, burrow
0: in air, because a <laughs> like, lot of these stories is they're not in the water,
1: like that. Where are you yeah, yeah, getting this is, the leverage? Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm like the yeah, swimming up the the stream is, is whole uh, made made up from whole cloth. That's that that can't happen. But like being submerged or having your lower part submerged, and then having this fish swim in that way, um, I can see that happening. They don't have a clue. Oh. Uh, oh, man yeah this is uh I mean I was I was uh, I was feeling a little queasy when you were just talking about how it normally eats. Wow. Um but yeah, yeah this is uh so much worse. They're
0: also not like sci-fi burrowing uh, monsters. They can't really chew through. That was one of the things that um the researcher that was like vetting this claim mentioned was like the claim was that like once it got in, it was like chewing its way through linings and um, layers of skin, which it just doesn't do. It can't it's do It's just that. stuck. If it's, it's there, designed, it's stuck. Yeah. It's designed doesn't want to, be there. to um, latch on and drink blood. And in, in fact, it doesn't really even like slurp up the blood like a straw because it uses the, fish's own blood pressure to pump the it's very passive Yep. Love so it. i don't think it. it uh it can do some of these things that they're claiming
1: mm-hmm yep i, I agree
0: <laughs> we can be done I, that's all i got
1: oh yeah okay so much of the animal <laughs> kingdom has to do with blood and mating two two things we have to dance around a bunch um so, but yeah, what's <laughs> uh, that? I let's think gr- our
0: next few are very are, 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 don't have to do with blood. So I think you're good.
1: It's yeah. going to gr- yeah, greener pastures. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. So you got anything else?
0: That's all I got.
1: All right, uh, that was the candiro. Uh, for you out there in Podcastia, yeah. take a swim down the river, find a nice set of gills to settle down in, and you know what? Stay away from people's bits, like the candiro does apparently here in life, death, and taxonomy.
0: don't listen to that guy on joe rogan sensational joe rogan no the other guy
1: (laughs) oh